It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Folks, welcome to today's edition of To The Max Sports. We're coming to you live from the Flying Whippet Production Studios. To my right is the guru of the gridiron, my personal sports Bengali, the master debater of all things sports, Max Arandanda. Good evening. To my left and out of your view is our producer and sound man, Brother Bob. Howdy. I'm just glad I'm not the master debater. <laughs> and out of our camera site, running the cameras. And always our hair and makeup guy, Jason English. <laughs> Folks, got an exciting show tonight. Do want to give a quick shout out. Uh, I'm from a little town in Ohio called Piqua. Something kind of exciting happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, a friend of mine who I went to school with and his family, great family, their son, his son, Kevin Botman, uh, is the dad. His son, Sam Botman, got drafted in the first round by the uh, California Angels. All right. I need a picture. It comes from the University of Miami of Ohio. It's going to be fun following his career. Best of luck to him and the Bachman family. Great job. Follow that name. Yeah. One more admin note, Brother Bob, if you could talk about all the avenues that we have to, to be reached. Yeah, so if you're watching us, uh, hit the subscribe button on the bottom as you're watching us on YouTube Live. If you're on this podcast for us, uh, you know, check us out. Uh, if you're already getting the podcast, I guess you've already checked us out. But if you're just finding us for the first time, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And we are going to be on Patreon here pretty darn soon. So uh, look for fun things. We have shirts around the table, which you might get one one day. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. We got a few people watching and we got Riley from the shoot and Drew, it's me, Riley. Okay, Riley. <laughs> well, everybody's welcome. Let's get right into it. We don't want to turn off too many viewers, but I do want to ask a, a cowboy question. All right. Is Jerry okay? He's, he's been crying a lot lately. And, you know, as we get older, you know, I hate to say this, but the first thing I was thinking of, God forbid, is he's sick. But, you know, also <clears throat> as you get older, you get a little bit more maudlin, you get a bit more melancholy, you get about more sentimental and and i don't know if it's a combination of all those things or what are your thoughts on jerry well, Jones? i think jerry is sick uh sick to the point where he knows he needs to win a super bowl soon because he's running out of time and he's very passionate with everything he does and everything is setting up with his great line they're healthy this year great running backs uh, in shape uh quarterback there's a little bit of a question there but that defense that rookie Micah Parson is doing fantastic, and Dan Quinn's doing his job. Jerry knows that it's it. This is the year that he needs to make that move forward, heading towards the Super Bowl, so no more mistakes. So, yeah, I think he's getting a little sick of uh, not winning the Super Bowl. Good question. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, I got uh, stories from Dallas. I actually met Jerry Jones one time. Really? Like the, yeah, it's like the other story. Absolutely. You heard my Drew Pearson story last week. And you grew up from that, yes. Uh, I did. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm all grown up now. I was in a uh, bar called Sambucas in North Dallas, Addison area, with a young uh, Dallas debutante on mm -hmm. my shoulder, feeling kind of chipper, probably about 33, 34 years old. 
had my little entourage with me, my, my homies. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, who comes walking in but Jerry Jones with his little entourage, his little Dallas debutante, which wasn't his wife. Mm. Surprising. And he uh, he proceeds to go to the other side of the bar. It's a really big circular bar. So we're all kind of starstruck. We're like, oh, Jerry Jones, you know, we're all excited. And should we go up there and, and talk to him or say hi? Or And the girl I'm with um, looks at us, calls, calls us all a part of a female anatomy, which I won't repeat, <laughs> and proceeds to go across the bar. She starts talking to him. Next thing I know, he's doing this. So there's three of us. So wow. we walk over, proceed to have a conversation with the man. Couldn't have been more gracious. Asked us what we did for a living. I made the comment that, uh, boy, that's a heck of a ring you got on your finger. Jerry Jones took the ring off his finger and said, why don't you try it on? I actually put on Jerry wow. Jones' Super Bowl ring. I would never wash that finger. Yeah, I would never wash it. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But anyway, it was a pretty cool story. You know, you hear a lot of things about Jerry Jones and this and that. But my personal experience with him, he couldn't have been a nicer guy to meet. And, uh, yeah, I wish him all the well in both his personal and professional life. And hopefully they'll get to that Super Bowl. Hopefully. You know. uh, moving right along, Bobby Bowden passed away. I know. It was a sad day when I heard. That was one of the uh, – Max, I'm sorry. You have to start – you're going to have to do the show. i got to use the restroom. Okay. Okay, go right ahead. Um, you know, with Bobby Bowden's passing this week, um, it was saddened, uh, or I was saddened with the information. Uh, great coach, turned uh, several programs around. West Virginia, um, he coached at Howard and Florida State, was one of a unique personality type and did a fantastic job. So everything goes out to Bobby Bowden as far as prayers and wishes and everything to his family. Hey, Max. Uh I yes. didn't know we had a phone line in the room. I, I I didn't pay for one, but apparently we have a phone call coming in from it might actually be the great beyond. Really? All right. So they're on the phone right now? Yep. Okay, absolutely. And uh, uh hello, who is this? Where's coach? I think they're answering the phone or Hello. Hello, who's this? Who am I speaking with? Who's this? Uh my name is Max. This this to the Max Sports Show with, with yeah. Max and Drew. Yes, sir. How you doing, Coach? How you doing, sir? Yeah, this is Coach Bowden. Well, good to speak with you. Well, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Well, I'm up here waiting to get in the pearly gates. Apparently, damn Joe Paterno has the key. <laughs> well, at least you're up there, right? Hopefully, they'll let you in. <laughs> yeah, I've been, you know, I'm a first-time shoe-in for everything I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Well, that's great. We miss you down here, Coach. And I uh, also wanted to let you know that Primetime himself, Deion Sanders, posted a lovely tribute for you this week, and I just wanted to let you know that. Well, that's wonderful to hear, but that's Coach Sanders to you, son. That's right. I forgot. It is Coach Sanders. You're right. Yes, sir. It is. Well, boys, I got to go. You know, Coach Joe is apparently letting me in right now. We have a pickleball game scheduled with Joe Paul, Bear Bryant, and Michael Jackson at 8 tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they, they asked Michael to fill in for Woody Hayes. Apparently, he beat up uh, an older lady who beat him in a pickleball game the other day. Okay, well, you take care, Coach. Okay, nice y'all take with care. You. All right, bye-bye. Max, really bad. 
Yeah, Max, I, I, yeah, I think we're going to get a bill for that phone call. I think that was long distance. <laughs> was, that was long distance. It was real was that, long distance. Was that Bobby Bowden? Yes, you missed it. That was Bobby Bowden himself from heaven. I, I used the restroom one time and, and Bobby Bowden calls. Well, that's your luck, Drew. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably a fake Bobby Bowden, but I don't know. Well, let me tell you about Bobby Bowden. He had officially 357 wins. He actually, as a child, was was very sick. Um and he grew up listening to Alabama football games, became a big Alabama fan, actually made it onto the Alabama team as a quarterback, but they wouldn't let freshmen marry at the time, so he transferred. He married his sweetheart and uh-huh. transferred Did not know schools. That. Yeah. He um he had only one losing season. That was his first season at FSU. He went five and twelve, I believe. And then after that he proceeded to win every year. Won a national championship at 93 at the age of 60, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool um, to be that age and, and have a dream like that come true. And they won in 99. And then, of course, you know, he coached Dion, Warwick Dunn, and um, Chris Winky. Chris Winky. Derek Brooks. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Hall of Famers. Great coach, uh, Hall of Fame coach. God bless his soul. And, Absolutely. Uh, he'll be missed. He will be missed. Yeah. Rest in peace, sir. Moving on. Back to the Cowboys. All right. Are the Cowboys hiding the Dak injury? Things are getting kind of weird up there. Apparently two MRIs. Yeah, that's uh, kind of interesting, um, especially when you have an MRI that uh, sends a message that I think that they want to be a little cautious. But when they have two of them, they kind of need to reevaluate what their backup quarterback situation is like, especially if you do two MRIs this soon. And I think right now the NFL has some good backups out there. Uh, for example, you know, Mariota from the Raiders uh, is out there, but also remember um, Rivers retired yeah. and he's ready to go. So we can kind of talk about that as well. But Cowboys need to think seriously because if Dak does miss some time, uh, we're in a world of hurt. Yeah, they have to they have to really evaluate this injury, see exactly what's going on because. We talked about their their backups. You can mm-hmm. mention I mean, Garrett Gilbert, Gilbert, but then the other guy, the, um, the new tour, yeah, the yeah. sidearm, yeah, the fake Italian. <laughs> I mean, if you see that throw, it's it's pitiful. Yeah, I, I've never seen an NFL quarterback throw that bad off his foot yeah. with the, it's. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they get on the line and start making some phone calls because. If he goes down, it really is season over. Uh, I, I agree. How, they need to that's look how at how critical it is. They need to look at other teams, see what they have available. Coming out of Dallas again, but this on the other side of the ball, Luka Doncic, uh, rookie max deal. What do you think of that? I think it's fantastic. I think the Dallas Mavericks, with the personnel that they have leading the Mavericks right now, are doing a fantastic job. Luka, $207 million. Uh, he is the star for the Mavericks, but he also is going to participate in being the star with these younger guys that are coming in. He's doing a fantastic job. The one thing that the Mavericks do need to kind of focus on is getting him that other person to help him move that team forward and take the next step. Yeah, I agree. Any ideas on who that could be or some of the players that uh, he has around him right now? I don't think that the person's out there right now, but I can probably, I mean, I can see him coming up in the ranks in the next couple of years, just kind of cut the have to watch with the European as far as the basketball teams are doing out there and in college programs as well. But Duke, Luca does need help. Free agency, yeah. I don't know if somebody's available right now immediately. Yeah, I mean, nowadays in the NBA, it's not a one-star team. You, you've got to build with 
usually, usually at least three. You know? Yeah, good role players, and he needs that. But congratulations to him, man. Yeah. I love the Mavericks. I love this guy. He's fantastic. But let's get him some help, please, Mark Cuban. Get yeah. him some help. <laughs> we'll see what he does. Uh, moving right along to some other things I wanted to talk about. The um, Speaking of rookies, uh, Kate Cunningham or Jalen Green. I had a chance to watch those two kind of play each other the other night on yeah. TV. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Did, 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 they, did they get it right? Having- I like that. Yeah, I, I, they did. These guys are good, and, and they're doing a great job as far as what, what they're doing out there as far as the rookie uh players are doing and they're going to come along i think that you know they're, they're bringing them on at the right pace these guys need a little more work obviously but yeah they're doing great one guy that they do need to make sure that they pay attention to he's from sacramento and mitchell take a look at that guy he's doing great he's from baylor they won the national championship last year but take a look at mitchell he, he's one of those who can play defense and also run a little bit of offense as well but they got some great rookies yeah. coming out of this season well, i know you're a baylor fan and you like the baylor guy but would he have been a number one, number two, number these two guys? I think Mitchell's right behind him, slightly right behind him. You got a okay. one and a one A, and he's right there as well. Well, I think they got it right by doing Cunningham first. I got a chance to watch the game. Mm-hmm. The other kid, uh, Green, he's a great player. He got a weird kind of awkward shooting yeah, style. Uh, I don't know if that will affect his play down the road the way yeah. or if they'll make adjustments. As long as the ball gets into the hoop. It's working, but if you're shooting it down that low and you got a guy on you, it's a little bit different. Um, hey, guys. But- we actually have a question from the YouTube Live. Uh, Jose Castillo wants to know from Max – Apparently, he doesn't trust your opinion, Drew. That the whole Manning <laughs> no thing. One does, no, one does. no respect. Uh, uh, he wants to know who do you think is the person that could take the Mavs to the next level? I think you guys talked a little bit about it, but. Yeah, that's a great question. And that was from Jose. Um, yep. One of the things the Mavericks need is somebody like a PJ Tucker to play some defense. They really do. That way, it, it'll slow down the process from everybody doubling up on Luca on the offensive point. But then they also need somebody that can run that offense for them a little bit. Maybe a guard, somebody that, that's got some quickness uh, to them. And, I mean, Kimball Walker, I love that guy. He's out there. I think he would have been a perfect fit for the Mavericks. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if he's available right now, but I love that guy. Or maybe the Spurs might want to talk to the Mavericks as well. Do they have anybody left, or are they all gone from the Spurs as well? We'll see. Well, the Spurs just signed a deal to do a $500 million development up on the, up on the north side. So they're not that. leaving. They're not yeah, leaving. But the Mavericks do need help. And thank you for that question. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I did see this Cunningham kid, and I think he's gonna, he's the real deal. Now, I know you can't evaluate talent just on one seeing one game. I have watched a little bit of his college games, but he's fearless to the hoop. Um, quick. Very quick. And uh, – I think they got the draft right. Uh, I would have picked him first. We'll see in about two or three years. We shall see. Time will tell. Coach's poll came out. Did they get it right? Did they get it right? Let me tell you the order that the 65 coaches Mm -hmm. constitute the coaches poll. They came out with Alabama, Clemson, um, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and then Georgia. You know, the only one that I would look at that there, I mean, drew a little closer, would be Georgia. I would probably move Georgia and Ohio State just because Clemson, uh, they lost a lot. They really did with their quarterback. And then Oklahoma, they still have their quarterback. Uh, but I don't know if that defense is strong as the other two. Georgia, I would probably move them to three 
Ohio State, I'd, I'd put them at second. Alabama, of course, number one. Clemson, I would move them back a little bit. And then I would have Oklahoma at number five. Yeah, Clemson's got some uh, quarterback shoes to fill. Alabama returns nine starters on defense. They're always going to reload on offense. They got that new quarterback. I guess he's already signing big money deals. Oh, yeah, he so is. So that's just reload every year. Uh, Clemson, of course, they lost their quarterback, but I think the kid that filled in did a pretty good job when uh, – um, he did. He did. He filled in for Lawrence when he had the, uh, uh, when he had the, when he got sick and got the virus. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma returning seven on offense and defense. When you're returning that many players, they're going to be solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Should have a real good team. OSU, we got a new quarterback. Um, some question marks. Of course, our recruiting classes have been rated as some of the best in the country. So that's really going to depend on that new quarterback play. <clears throat> Georgia gets their quarterback back with six returners on offense. I agree with you. I'd probably go Alabama, probably Clemson, Georgia. I'm sorry, yeah, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, uh, Oklahoma, and OSU really being a toss-up. I hate to say this. I'm a Buckeye fan. But out of those five, the team I see losing possibly the earliest and dropping out of the top five, for me, you can take your pick. I'm going to have to say the Buckeyes. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Hey, what's uh, it, what's interesting on this on this coaches poll? I'm just looking at this right now. So Alabama got 63 first place votes, and Oklahoma got two, which I'm assuming <laughs> their coach. Who, I'm in one of those <laughs> votes, which begs the question: Who was the other one? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Texas's coach. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, who's the other one? <laughs> Good There's question. always that guy out there, man. Yeah. Don't be that guy. It's it's the fifth dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you know we talked about the all the changes are coming up in college football, and I'm I'm stoked. Like you said, I wish the other week. I wish it could start right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Probably one of the more exciting times right now uh, in college football in recent memory. So we have this segment right now that we wanted. Oh. Checking my trusty notes here. We have a segment we want to do. We call it the two-minute warning. And uh, I want to talk about the five rookie coaches, kind of get your feedback. Okay. So we've kind of rated the five rookie coaches that are coming into the NFL this year with a prediction of what we think their uh, record will be. By the way, you owe me a beer because last week uh, you said that the Dallas Cowboy-Pittsburgh game would be 17-10. to 10. Yes. I said it would be 17 to 9. We were only off by Pittsburgh by one because the guy couldn't kick an extra point. Can't kick a field goal. An extra point, not even a field goal. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Dallas did their, uh, they did their part by scoring three points. Yeah. So I I beat you by one point. One point. But we give you a chance of redemption. We'll do it this week. Yeah. Um, Urban Meyer and the Jags. Thoughts? Um, and what do you think about what are your thoughts on coaches um, becoming pros? And the ones I can think of that have really been successful, probably Pete Carroll comes to mind. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I think with Meyer and and the Jaguars, uh, he, he's gonna he's gonna struggle a little bit in the beginning. He does have Trevor Lawrence, but remember, Trevor Lawrence is a rookie, uh, and for that matter, so is Urban Meyer. I see the Jags, uh, especially with 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 everything that they're doing right now. They're, they're they're changing everything that they can, and that's great for them. But I, I don't see him doing any better than five and five and twelve. That's exactly what I scored him at five and twelve. Okay. Do you think? Um, 
Do you think Urban Meyer would have been better suited for Texas? And did you ever hear why why he um, declined the Texas job? No, he he was just focused in the NFL. That's where he wanted to go. Yeah. So yeah, he was going to go to the NFL. Uh, how many games before he has a press conference and says he's burned out if they go to five and twelve? Well, if they do five and twelve a couple of years in a row, it'll probably be the second year. <laughs> so, <laughs> second year burnout. Second year burnout. Spend yeah. more time with the family. Yeah. Nick Seriano with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts? The thing with the Eagles is um, their backup quarterback might be the starting quarterback, Joe Flacco. I don't know if we forgot about him, but Joe Flacco is a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's great. but He did win a Super Bowl, right? He, he did, yeah. and that's what got him a contract. Yeah. Jalen Hurts right now had the, I think, as far as percentages, as far as his quarterback rating, was the lowest last year. That tells me that uh, he needs to improve it in a lot of areas. But Joe Flacco is one of those guys who can come in and give him that safety net. So yeah. we'll watch the Philadelphia Eagles. I have them at 7 and 10. Man, you're, you're spot on. That's exactly where I have them at. Okay. It's interesting because the coach hasn't made a decision on naming a starter yet. Red flag, so yeah. Quarterback controversies already on some of these new coaches. Should be interesting. Uh, Dan Campbell, um, strength coach. It kind of interesting. That's his claim. That is to interesting. Fame. Yeah. Um, I'll get into the uh, the Lions on what I think about the Lions organization in a minute. But to your point that you had made before the show started, they probably have the most experienced, yeah. uh, ready for primetime play quarterback right now. Yeah, Jared Goff. I, he's he's a good quarterback. I mean, as long as he has a good quarterback coach, a nice offensive coordinator, and some support there with some talent around him, he's going to be a good quarterback. From all the rookie coaches, I think this is the one that sets up because Jared Goff is going to carry that team a little bit further than people think. Don't 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 put that uh, out there that you know the Lions are going to be that awful. Jared Goff is a decent quarterback, and I have them nine and eight. Okay, well we 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 finally differ. I have them five and twelve, and. When I got this hire, I said, well, let me do some research. Do you know that the uh, Detroit Lions have had, over the course of their history, how many head coaches? Uh, like more than than we can count. Forty. For, only the Cardinals, I believe, have, more, have had more head coaching changes than the Detroit Lions. That's a lot of coaches. And, and that just tells me there's continual sure. instability there. You know, I thought, could this uh, Campbell guy, could he – could he be that bad? And then I thought, well, they had Rod Marinelli, Jim Schwartz, Jim Caldwell, and then Matt Patrice recently. Sure. So it's he's following a long lineage of horrible coaches. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see. Uh, Robert Sala. I hope I got his name right. Sala. Yeah, Jets. the Jets quarterback. Yeah. I think with the Jets quarterback, um, new new coach there, but also a new quarterback, Zach Wilson from BYU, you know, they're going to struggle big time. Um, yeah. I, I see the Jets as uh, front office, um, the quarterback play, the, the head coach, even, even the defense and the offense. There's a lot of question marks with the Jets. I don't see them really doing that well. The Jets are going to fight for that one position next year to see who drafts first. And I, and I have yeah. them at 3-14. Well, that's interesting you say that. I um I actually have them at three and fourteen. I did have them at two and fifteen, but I'll tell you in a minute why I bumped it up to three and fourteen. Okay. Um, understanding from the New York Metroplex that there's a little bit of uh, they're not getting along real well. The head coach and the rookie quarterback. Oh, it's already started. That's crazy. It's already started, and 
the coach doesn't seem like he's out there in his press conferences really support his new quarterback. He's already downplaying expectations, which is always concerning when, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to overplay him, but you certainly don't want to downplay expectations, yeah. you know. And, yeah. and so, you know, Jets fans are, are pretty tough. Um, but they're used to losing. So, well, yeah, they are. I mean, it's like it's like a dumpster fire with an eternal flame. It never goes out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. I did have him at two and fifteen, but I changed it. Anybody want to know why? Um, yes, why? So they played Buffalo the last game of the year. Buffalo will be resting all their starters. <laughs> there you go. And so I bumped him <laughs> up and gave him an extra win and made it. There you go. Made it three. That's good. Uh, <laughs> last coach, kind of interesting. We watch a lot of movies. Yeah. I know you do. Do you ever mm-hmm. see that actor in every movie, but you really don't know his name, but he's like in yeah, every, in every movie, kind of, yeah. kind of the, the B-list actor? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what David Colley is. When I was doing my research, the guy's been a 27-year coach in the NFL. Well, I didn't know that. He's um, he's uh, won, um, I think I got the numbers here. What did I do with his numbers? One of the things while Drew's looking that up is uh, he actually has a couple of uh, quarterbacks that he's working with, Josh McCall, McCallum and uh, Tyrod Taylor. That's one of the things that the Texans need to do right away is let's get that Deshaun Watson um, taken care of. But let's can get I mean, you're, you're saying get it taken care of. The guy's got some major legal battles ahead. Sure. He's damaged goods. You're kind of stuck with him because – I can't see any team going out there and taking a chance on a guy who the league could come down any day once all this is over and, and do, you know, it's that's, you're absolutely right. But let's, let's go to the NFL, go to the commissioner and say, let, let, we need something now. If you're going to, if you're going to suspend him, okay, but trade him anyway and get whatever you can for him. You're not going to get a first, second, third, fourth round, yeah. get anything. And then, or maybe a third round quarterback, it's just something because like you just said, with the whole thing surrounding him, that's part of what the issue is with that team. All that around them, they need to get that out of there and restart. Hit that restart button. Let's start from fresh all over again. Let's rebuild, restart everything. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Now, I did find the numbers. He has been on teams that won ten divisional titles and been to six conference championships. Okay. So this guy brings some street cred. One thing I am hearing from. Uh, some folks in Houston is this uh, general manager. I guess he's some young gun general yeah. manager. Houston's hired. His name's Casario. Apparently, he's uh, Jimmy Jones incarnate. He's going down on the field during practice. He's he's talking to the offensive coordinators. He's he's basically meddling. Gotcha. And you need to quit the meddling because when you do that, then the players think that they can bypass mm-hmm. the coach, go straight to him with their issues. Uh, this team's a mess. It really is. Uh, it's it's probably going to be a, the soap opera team to me of the NFL this year. Having said that, if Deshaun Watson plays, I have them going seven and ten. I have them six and eleven. So we're close. We're close. We'll see. But we agree to disagree. Absolutely, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next week on To the Max Sports. Thanks, guys, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Again, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Patreon in a week. Thanks for listening for all the comments, and uh, we really appreciated it. Have a good night. Sick and bears.